Was our last podcast on what was it on? Pokemon. No, it wasn't. It was kissing on marriage though. I'm talking to somebody. I just recommended the podcast to them, and I, and, the, and they said kissing marriage? before marriage. Like, did uh, we talk about that in the podcast last week? But what was the primary topic? Holy kisses and Hershey kisses. Holy kisses and Hershey kisses. That's right. We've elevated from Hershey Kisses to Trader Joe's chocolate palette today. I actually missed the. Um, I ate all the. Uh, I was looking butter. for those when I came I in here. And I was like, "Where are the peanut butter?" If cups? they're here, they're gonna get eaten. This is yeah. This is the way. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you're. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Wow. You know why? <laughs> it was subtle though. It was a subtle. Can we just start this podcast so I can get away from you? (laughs) Ouch! (laughs) That's comedy. That is that is like that is as close as you can get to living in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) That's as close as I ever want to be. Welcome to Products of Grace, a podcast by Mercy Hill Church. My name is Lawson Harlow. With me today, I have Don Terrell and Blake McCullough. So, Don, what are we doing today? So today, <laughs> what are we doing today? Today, we will discuss the title of today's episode is Common Sense and Common Sins in Marriage. Do you think it makes sense, the title? Yeah. It does? I guess we'll find out. Common Sins and, and common, common sense. sense. I like it. Makes yeah. sense. So is it like a mixture of warnings and normative helps? There's like one really niche thing that I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. And from there, it's a grab bag. But we're not, are we going to identify the one thing that you wanted to talk about? Or are we going to yeah, leave that in the mixture and they can assume? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he'd get there. <laughs> I know, right? He'd now write, I'm nervous. He'd write it down. He'd write it down a piece of paper and slide it my he'd way. He just like, cleaned all the papers like off the getting, desk. Yeah, like I was getting a um, what's it called? Like a like a a raise? Like a, yeah, on a post-it. Yeah, you put it on a post-it and you slide and it you over. Slide it over. Yeah, yeah. This is the number. Go ahead and take a look at that. And it's just two fingers. Two fingers <laughs> push the note over. <laughs> Stiff-armed as you're staring at them. Go ahead and look at that. All right. It says, let's start this thing. So awesome. (laughs) (laughs) How's your desk shopping going? Mm. 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 If you were to buy a desk, what would, what would the desk look like? It's a good question. Yeah. It would be a perfectly flat surface. Yeah. It would have a lamp. Oh, and a lamp. Yeah. Attached or? Either or. What's your desk situation like at the house? A flat Ikea desk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I have an Ikea desk. I like it. I'm, I'm not a not a huge fan. It doesn't have drawers. Mine has two little mini drawers. Yeah, I would, I would be good with mini drawers just so I could <clears throat> throw pens and such in there. Keep the tabletop clear. Exactly. It would I have, thought your desk at the house when I've been there is like there's a computer there and it's facing the wall. Yeah, it's facing the wall. It's a flat. It's a flat IKEA desk. There's a computer that's actually mounted. There's this monitor that's mounted into the wall. Oh, so both. So there's an arm here. It's next level. There's Ooh. an arm here with a horizontal monitor. And there's another arm that comes off that one with a vertical monitor that goes like this. So I have two monitors. The vertical monitor is game changer for sermon prep. That's real. Wow. Because you put logos up there and you got you can do like six panels. Wow. It's great. 
So this episode will air on February the 10th, and we won't have another episode out until February the 17th, Lord willing, so you know what falls in between that date? Valentine's. Valentine's. Valentine's Day. Yep. It's where Hallmark runs a scam. I was telling, Beth and I were talking about Valentine's Day, because, you know, it's like part of, part of being married with young children is you don't have money. This is real. And so it's like, hey, what are we going to do for Valentine's Day? And uh, I responded, we're going to be married. And Beth was like, 100% glad to hear that. And then we took a moment. She didn't mean it. No, she did. No, she did. No, she meant it. She meant it. Don't don't throw them off. It's a trap, Lawson. No, no, no. It's a trap. It's a trap. So the last time time we celebrated (laughs) Valentine's Day, like an official capacity, like go out on a date on Valentine's Day, was the same day we broke up. Oh, yeah. Don't celebrate Valentine's Day. That's what I'm saying. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day. So we went on a date. This is real. You're saying Times Day? Valentine's? I'm doing it on purpose, bro. <laughs> um, so we went on a, so we went on a, Scallops. we went on a date. We were at, we were at uh, Delta State and Gogra. If you want to know a fun fact, on this date, I wore a Green Lantern belt buckle. Brother. <laughs> I promise it was like this big. What? I wish I could find it. Like the if Marvel I, character? Yeah. I was a belt buckle guy for a while. Praise God for his grace. Oh, I mean. Lawson could have been the pastor of the Marvel church. No. Like the. uh, (laughs) The gamer church. Yeah. Like the church. Yeah. The niche. And yet here I am preaching against (laughs) niche churches. Amen. Um, But we went on a date and when we went on the date on the way, like before, before this best, like, hey, let's not do presents. Let's just get together. Right. This is, we're 1920. Yeah. So we're both, we're both stupid. Right. I think she's okay with me saying that. She'll never know. She'll never listen. <clears throat> True story. And uh, so we're both immature and don't know anything. And uh, so I'm like, oh, Beth told me not to get her a present. So I won't. Bad move. Bad move. So we should. I show- broke up. No, nah, there was more there, but that was part of it. So we, I show up to the, I show up to the date and she's like, she hands me. First action, like she gets in the car, no. reaches over, hands me a thing, a present, and I'm like, a gift. No, <clears throat> right? Like, no, this is bad. Yeah. Like in my in my soul, I thought to myself, She's, I, it, I ruined it. I ruined she it. She broke the agreement. Yeah, she broke the agreement, and she impugned me in the process. Right. So I don't know why I'm the one at fault here, personally, but nonetheless, so we go on the date, and it was the most awkward date of all time. Like. She's clearly mad. Like, she's big uh, mad, right? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know what, what needs to happen is she's going to yell at you across the restaurant. Like, that's, that's how you resolve this issue. Where'd y'all go? Uh, it's some restaurant in Greenwood or Greenville yeah. that was, like, was in a house. Hold on, hold on. Where were you envisioning? Did you have an envision? Yeah, I was at Mexican restaurant. I was no, ma- no, I was no, macaroni no. grill. I went. I went There's to a, no macaroni we went grill to, in a hundred mile radius. True of story. We went to a nice restaurant in Greenville. It was like in a house. It's in Leland Lillo's. Yeah, maybe? Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like in an old house. It's Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's got. Oh, I wanted to go there. It's good. It's pretty good. And yeah. they have they have we a deep, they have a fried ribeye. Oh, I don't Weird. remember that. That's that's actually what they're we known probably for. Too poor when we went there. To yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. That's what they're known for. So we went, and so we eat, and the whole time I'm like, this is. This is terrible. Like, this is going to end terribly. So we go on this date. Like, the next day, we break up. God, We broke up for like a year after this date. date. Well, I mean, we had been Country dating losses. for a while. Yep. My mom is calling me. That's right. Mom, is mom? that you? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I will come to Grenada tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. Oh, right now? Yes. 
you know, like <laughs> if you were who you are right now yeah. at your age and could go back to some of those uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't have sat through it. You won't sit through it. That's the whole thing. Like the major thing it taught us is like, hey, we don't ignore problems. Like you mad about something? We go back to the car and we talk about right. it. Like I'm not, we're not going in. We're dealing with it, and then we'll go in. Put and that's this our, in the microwave that for has us. Been, we'll be back. That has been our life ever since. We don't. You make fun of me this for this. I mean, you make fun of me for this because we don't. Yeah, I don't ride with a bird in my saddle, and that's you universal. Can't. It's you like can't. we ain't doing it. Not in my house. Not in the church. We we chatting, even if it's ugly. It's always better to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I just think some people need space <laughs> and, and, and so, time. Yeah, yes. normally what happens is there's a recipe for peace. Yeah, normally right. what happens is we talk about it, and I'm like, okay, let's get to the action of what solves this. Right. The Beth, you is, want to get the legal paper out. Right. Beth, <laughs> Beth is like, I need you to sign here. Beth is like 24 <laughs> hours later, it'll be perfectly resolved. But I have to wait the 24 hours. That's yeah. real. Like we talk about it. I'm, I'm good. Is there ever a reference ever again about it? Not really. Not really. Unless I, I can't. <laughs> on occasion, no, 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 I can't. Been. No, I can't think of one. We we laugh about some yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we laugh about them. A funny. There's a funny sarcastic. Yeah, like we one. laugh about this one on the regular. Really? Yeah, because it's it's hilarious. Like if you could have, if I could go back and watch that, like I'm sitting there awkwardly trying to like force conversation, knowing that, that she's mad about oh, not getting yeah, a gift. Yeah, and there's no way around. And that it. was on Valentine's Day. It was on Valentine's Day because they had a Valentine's Day special. I called. I got reservations, and they had like a three course meal. You picked it before you got there. I can't remember the last time I went out and fought the crowd. Oh, it's a nightmare on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm with you, but. Valentine's Day is honored at my house. Yeah. Is um, that real? So, is yeah. that real for you, Lawson? No. Blake? You mean like it's celebrated on another day? Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all go out to eat? What do you do? It's different. I mean, it's been different as we have, our family has changed. Yeah. I think I'm going to do brunch this year. Yum. Either this Saturday or next Saturday. I hadn't decided, but. Will be the Valentine's Day McCullough brunch. Yeah. Little, little Saturday morning brunch. Can I ask you this without ruining the brunch? What would you? Sarah's not gonna listen. Oh well, what we cook? Oh no! Like I think I'm. We're gonna go somewhere. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like I love cooking brunch at the house. I do too, but I think but no, 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 it's more special if you go out someplace. So Hog and Hominy, you know Hog and Hominy? Yes, yes. They just opened Saturday brunch like two they weeks like ago. Burned down or something, right? Burned down. They rebuilt it. Yeah. Well, they they redid it's open it. On Brookhaven Circle, indeed. Yes. And Sarah loves it. Uh, but we hadn't done brunch there yet, so we might we might skedaddle over there. Yeah, skedaddle. We're going to a concert. Shout out. Yeah. Who? At Minglewood Hall. Coulter yeah. Wall. Bro, I, I love Coulter Wall. We're going. Shout out. February the 15th. It's on a Wednesday. I'm, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or I would be right there with <laughs> you, Dad. Right. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah. Coulter Wall's great. I saw I saw him at Minglewood right before Isaiah was born. Wait, what? You've seen him there before? Yes, brother. It was amazing. Wow! And the What's dude the opening seating? for him was open. There is no seating. Okay, that's what I figured. It's just if bring you your standing boots. Get there early if you want to. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like they have two venues at Minglewood Hall. Uh-huh. When I went and saw him, is the smaller one. Okay, there's no seating in either of them. But right. the smaller one, it gets pretty tight in there. But the dude opening for him is good, too. I think he's still opening Vincent for him. Vincent Neal Emerson. Yep, he's coming. Me and Jake went and saw him last summer at 
growlers, which wow. I feel like you got to take three showers after wow. you leave that place. Then February the 18th, I'm going to PBR bull riding <laughs> at the FedEx Forum. Yeehaw. <laughs> You're such a redneck. <laughs> it's going to be this awesome. This is not what I would expect. Do you have a hat? Like a nah, but I mean, I wish I had a big Are you going to get by one? <laughs> Yeah, wear your green lantern belt. Buckle to that one. See how that goes for you. <laughs> no, I'll wear my cowboy boots. Yeah, and I'll be will. ready. That's what's up. All right. Y'all ready? Uh, yeah. To make the turn. Mm. I thought you were asking me if I, what we were doing for Valentine's Day. But mm. To talk about common sins and common sense. Yes. Amen. Yeah, are you, you take me there. All right, here we go. So with that, gentlemen... Let's find out in the rest of this episode if we can get the knot untied. Mm. Tie the knot? Tie the knot, yeah. That's good. I That's like good. that. It's good. I like it's complicated. Why are we untying it? Because it's complicated matter. Because we're, yeah, we're working through things. Yes. Knots. All right. I like that. All right. I'm a fan. Okay, cool. So the ethos of this episode finds itself rooted, rooted in the following scene. Okay. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. The following scene is you're in small group. Mm. <laughs> A man starts to talk. What he says is very valuable. But for some reason, to the spouse of said man, it seems to be obnoxious. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Like, this guy's talking again? <laughs> you know, one of those situations? Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, there's this, is there in, in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Where I think, like, we go, <coughs> I don't know, we, quote, unquote, evangelicals, go hard in the paint over, you know, women aren't to teach men. Rightfully so. Yeah. I'm putting my hands up here. I'm yeah. cautioning everyone. Yeah. Rightfully so. Things that will not be abandoned. Yes. Yeah. But I also think there's this other side of that conversation of the coin, if you will, where it's like Paul writes he doesn't he doesn't permit women to speak, right? Which we're 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 taking to mean like authoritatively. Right. Or or to exercise authority over a man's yes. protects us. But to learn in quiet in submission. To who? To their husbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think there is, I think there is this great temptation for men to be mute mm-hmm. and women to prefer to listen to someone other than their own husband. It's a curse, bro. It is. And so in First Peter, I think, I think Peter's writing, capturing the spirit of this when he says, and this is why Sarah called Abraham Lord. Lord. Yep. Shout out, bro. Because he's model. Abraham he's and proto, Sarah? Yeah, he yeah. is proto no, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. faith. Yeah. Like he's laying it out both in walk and in word. Mm. And I think she recognizes this even in the mm-hmm. midst of all of his flaws. She still looks at him. And I mean, he is rife. Yeah, with, with faults. <laughs> with faults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called Lawson about this. And I was like, do you, do you, is this real? Is this real? And he's like, yeah, it's real. And I was like, you know, I I think for me, like, I don't, I don't don't know. I mean, to me, is that, is that, why is that? Let me ask you this way. Why is that so common? 
Do you think that's for, common for men to be silent and? Yes, and for those men who perhaps are have a, and I'm not saying I, we're speaking in like super generic blanket terms, sure. so we're not writing a corporate email and everybody's not in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, I but I, can saying. I can I maybe? Yes, please. I want to package it really quickly. What's not being said is in small groups, women shouldn't talk. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to shoot the one, the yeah. one person who's going to call. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking yeah, yeah. that. No, no I, I know, I know. That's why I said it. Lawson's trying to keep his inbox clean. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Lawson, Lawson, Lawson believes in in a good, flourishing conversation inside a small group that involves everyone communicating. Right? Yeah, of course. Um, and that's and that's where I think that's that's really valuable and really helpful. And so I, I wanted to preserve that and make sure that what what was not being communicated. But then secondarily, it is appropriate that if you have no, it is appropriate that you respect the words of your husband inside of a, inside of a public setting. Yes. Yeah, and 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 even I think there is a means by which a wife adorns the word words of her husband by the way she hears them. Yeah. What does yeah. that look like? I tell people all the time, real life, that one of the first things I do, like if I'm going to visit a church, mm-hmm. if 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 there if this is the case, right? If a if a wife is not like mind wrangling children in the midst of someone amidst of me preaching is that you look at how a wife of a of an elder looks at him mm-hmm. right and if there's not an affection there or if there's not a respect there in the conversation then that's concerning mm-hmm. right because if it's being modeled at home if it's being modeled in all of life there's no reason for her to not respect the words of her husband though i do think that there are there are people like I have a dear brother who his wife is just super um, secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Right. And so every time he walks up to preach, she's like, like, like clenched, just nervous that he's going to like trip or something. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's one thing, but I'm saying like, like she is, she is avoiding what he's saying or believes the words coming out of his mouth are disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think I think happens sometimes sometimes by the fault of the man and sometimes by the fault of the woman. Mm-hmm. So we just got really far away away from what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry. No, I mean I think it's all in the same vein. Yeah. I mean honestly, but I but do you think that there's sometimes a temptation because you said it's as old as the garden? Yeah. Like, do you think that there's sometimes a real and present danger or temptation that we would prefer? other men to speak on our behalf authoritatively so we you know wholesale export that responsibility to somebody else mm-hmm. i think that's real yeah so fair and then secondarily from the other side of the aisle or the other side of the knot is that <laughs> is that the the wife would prefer other other authority figures male yeah to to speak authoritatively yeah, but I kind of wonder if it's chicken or the egg. Like, I know. Is it based off of the vacuum of leadership, like a va- a vacuum of leadership and passivity that she would go to someone else? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think part of it's like if we're just dealing this within our Christian context, I think it's a cultural problem. I think it. I think it roots itself in CEO, preacher, mm. celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Cult of personality. You know, I'm using that in generic terms. Mm. You know, where it's like, oh, well, we we farm all that stuff out, and mm. so like, I go to work, 
that's the church's responsibility to do all this other stuff. And yeah. so in the home, yeah. it's like absent all of these, you know, realities. And so we're not, we're not um, accountable as men in our current context to form our own thoughts and considerations yeah. about true things about God mm-hmm. and or, how that impacts Or be our... permitted to mature. Mm. Yes. I, yeah, I think being permitted <laughs> yeah, to mature. Because <laughs> then most of the time yeah. it's like, oh, that's, he's a rebel rouser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, it ends up kind of being like that, mm-hmm. yeah. that position that you get painted in. Yeah. You know, I think, I think one of, probably one of the reasons why a lot of, uh, I'll even speak specifically to small groups, not necessarily to ours or anyone in particular, but I think one of the primary reasons that small groups are often quiet is mm-hmm. because people don't want to mature in the midst of community. Mm-hmm. And that means that you've got to work through those things and have those conversations. And I think it's permissible. No, it is permissible for you to say, this is what I thought about that. And it's not shameful for you to be corrected inside of a small group, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think it, when, when someone says, I mean, we've had this happen hundreds of times mm-hmm. in the last five years where someone says something and it's like, mm, no, <laughs> and here's why. And immediately the response of, of a man in this situation, I can think of a number of times where it was a husband who says something and an elder or a mature or a more mature man in the congregation says, Hey brother, like I hear you. That's a good thought, but let's here's why, or that's a reasonable thought, but here's why that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And then instantly receive that correction and be like, Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And that's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. And and that's not a shame. That's not a shame on that man. Right. To to learn and to mature. That's good. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be perceived as shame to the people around. It most certainly should not be perceived as shame for the bride, mm-hmm. for the wife of that man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that's exemplary behavior. It's exemplary behavior, yeah. To be absolutely. like, hey, I'm uncertain about these things. Help me work through. I'm going to be vocal and vocalize these things for the benefit of his own soul yeah, and yeah. those around him. And and what's to the benefit of the husband's soul is a benefit to the whole family's soul. Yes. Like it just is. Yes. There's, there's, there, there's, there's a massive connection between the well-being of the husband and the well-being of the rest of the family. Like the spiritual health of the husband directly impacts the spiritual health of everyone else in the household. And so like if 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 I'm if I'm being nurtured and I'm being and I'm growing in grace, that means the whole family benefits from me as the head of a home um, loving Christ more, being uh, or growing in grace, growing into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. That can only benefit my wife and my children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sometimes is not like learning is not a proud thing. Yeah. Like learning is actually a statement of, of insufficiency and humility. Mm. So what do you think it is like in the temptation realm? Like what are the temptations here? Like to be like, like a wife looking at a husband. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, we've dealt a lot with the husband or the husband relegating that duty elsewhere. Like why? Well, let's, let, let, hold on, let, let's finish. I want to stick to this one really quick because I think a single word actually does capture, um, maybe the emotion or the feeling that, or, or the eye roll, right. Of a wife looking at a husband who's in, engaged in conversation and may say something that is valuable and may say something that needs correction either. Or I think it can be really easy so this way, there's a reason that when the command to not covet 
is introduced, it says, do not covet your neighbor's wife, mm-hmm. right? And I think a, a primary point of covetousness inside of the commands of God are don't covet someone else's spouse. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for men, a lot of times that's perceived as don't covet another woman's beauty, mm-hmm. right? But I think in another situation is a woman from time to time is prone to covet the leadership, the authority, mm-hmm. or the disposition, or the mm-hmm. wisdom, or whatever it may be. Yeah of another man, yeah. all the while, by the way, being completely ignorant of that. Right. Right. Like, um, people, like it, it, people's perspective of me, like, or any of us, any man in particular, is always going to be a half perspective. Yeah. Like, I, I do not claim to be anything different in my home, and you're more than welcome to ask Beth about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm still just a dude, right? Like, I'm just a man, and I still have flaws and faults and all these things, as do any, any man on the planet mm-hmm. that makes Beth roll her eyes at me at home because I'm in, I act like a crazy person. I forget to bring the garbage up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so just based on that type of thing, it's really easy to covet an idealized version of mm-hmm. someone else. But you almost can't idealize your spouse yeah, because you live in too close of a proximity to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not That's good. a good word. Bro. Yeah. We just want to hang up now. <laughs> well, it, but but like if you aren't living in true community and like yeah. your only interaction with that other person's spouse is yeah. on the internet, right? Or on Sunday, like then you're you're gonna be able to idealize further and further and further mm-hmm. what kind of person they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our experiences are, at least for me in my history, have been more in a sterile environment. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like no pressure. two ears, one mouth. You use your two ears, you never open your mouth. You just sit there, you ride it out, an hour and a half, or run out the clock situation. We all go home, right? Yeah. If the preacher preaches too long, we're going to be late for lunch, like things like that. <laughs> I just think for here, like the culture is like... Lean in. Yeah, lean in. We yeah. talk. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mm-hmm. discussion, you know, even in, even in small groups, right? I just think there's... Um, it's more of an oddity, right, for someone to remain silent Forever, perpetually, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Then it, that's just not the norm. I think the norm in my past experience has been it was odd for someone to mm. speak, if you will. Mm. And so I think for, you know, for here, it was just kind of an interesting, I don't know, it was an interesting, um, you know, thought that it's like, oh, I think, it, I think that's might be one way in which that uh, uh, learning from your husband, mm-hmm. calling him Lord, that works its way out maybe um, dysfunctionally, mm-hmm. right? Because that, I think it is a challenge. Like, I, I think, you know, because what you said, Lawson, it's you're in such close proximity, you see what a big idiot these people, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, you know, bestowing grace. Um, but at the same time, there are people who are, like the both of you, devoted uh, worthy of double honor financially from the church, and so who have dedicated, you know, if you know, um, lots of their life towards you know the pursuit of understanding of the scriptures, and so I think it's I think it's wise to seek wise counsel. So I, at the yeah. same time, like I don't think you're relegated to be an independent thinker, right? It's to rely on those who have been set up uh, as as wise among you to seek counsel mm. from. So I guess the question would be, how do you ba- like how do you balance that? Repeat that, sorry. Like I, being I like being a leading your family well. Yeah. To the point of that you're not too proud to be able to reach out and ask for 
like guidance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. that it would be a family decision to be like, we really don't know what to do here. So, or we don't know the position on this. Let's go yeah. to Pastor Lawson or Pastor Blake and ask yeah. this question. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, older men like Titus two yeah. sets mm-hmm. up the. I feel like we kind of think about Titus two sometimes in terms of like this one older man is talking to this one younger man or this mm-hmm. one older woman is talking to this young one younger woman. But there's, you know, there's an interconnectedness in the church where like men can set themselves up as being wise and they mm-hmm. should, right? Older yeah. men should, should prove themselves wise. And then, you know, right? Like as you're dealing with things in your family, your family is intertwined with this family mm-hmm. and with his family. And you can, you know, go to him with those, those more difficult questions that you don't feel like you have the answer to. Mm. Like, I think, I think that's a good picture of healthy, of healthy relationship where what we're talking about short changes that when a woman says, I'm going to skip my husband and Mm, go straight to Mm -hmm. like the picture in the scriptures is not that, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so there's a beautiful picture of like, we're all interconnected. Like we have our families, our nuclear families, Mm -hmm. but then we also have the church family that we're part of. And so like, we should know, and I think we do, we have this experience, right? There are men in this church who, if I have a question about a certain thing, it's like, I'm going to him or I'm going to him. Yeah, You know, there's that kind of relationship built in and in humility. I don't think we should be afraid to do that. Mm Yeah, I mean, I think to to go back to your question, help me make sure I I say it right. Like, how do you how do you balance like depending on your husband and then also using the church? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's there's a comment that I make to pretty much any woman who calls me ever, and it's, "Have you talked to your husband about this?" Mm. Um, <laughs> it's a good question. Yeah, that like is a good question. if there's if there's a question that I've that I've mastered, it's that one. Like Blake's mastered the "Have you talked to them about this?" And people I, I, are like, you know what, so and so is like, doing. don't, like, don't call me. Talk to them. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but like at this point, it, it, it sincerely, if you call me and you haven't and, and you haven't talked to your husband about it, then my first statement to you is, you should go talk to your husband about this. I would much rather honor the way that God has structured the family than undermine it. Right. So if someone says to me, "Hey, uh, my husband said this, but I think this." nah like i'll i'll talk to your like tell your husband to call me right and we can talk about this Mm -hmm. or like we can all we can both sit in the same room and walk Mm -hmm. through this because what Mm -hmm. what i think a danger is and i'm going to try to be really cautious with this terminology but i think the danger is a lot and you mentioned this earlier but a lot of women are prone to lean on elders for that which is intended for the husband, mm. right? Like elders do not neglect their responsibility of spiritual leadership and stewardship and caring for souls. But that doesn't mean that we make every decision in your home. That doesn't mean that you call us about things that should be between you and your husband. I, I, you don't need me to mediate every conversation. Mm. You don't need me to reinforce. I, I'm not needed to reinforce either your husband's authority or your differing perspective of that. And I think that we get into a great danger when we, instead of saying, have you talked to your husband? We say, give me all the information and then I'll tell you what's right to, to essentially supersede his authority. Mm-hmm. Super unfair to him. It's so unfair to him. But I'll tell you, I think that this is really, like I, I really, I don't think it's super normative here, 
but I do think that it's super normative in general. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Because, I mean, you think about, so like at the close of the Old Testament, there's a statement about turning the children's hearts toward their fathers. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a really important statement. I think it carries over, though. I think it carries over to understanding the structure of the family. Mm-hmm. And not only that the children would be turned to the fathers, but that the but that wives would be turned to their husbands. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing I want to see more than men who are well, uh, well-trained, know their Bibles, are wise, so that when their wife leans on them, they're met with wisdom. But that's two-way in the sense that the husband is able to grant that, but then secondarily that the wife is glad to hear and to submit to it. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about how dignifying it is it's so dignifying, to go to your bro. husband and say, I have this... Like if it's if it's unfair to him to go straight to the pastor, right? How dignifying is it to go to your husband and to say like I trust your spiritual oversight in my yeah. family, in our family, because that is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the reality is that he mm-hmm. is he is responsible for that spiritual mm-hmm. oversight in his family, mm-hmm. and like let him have the dignity of that, mm-hmm. you know. I I think not only let him have the dignity, but there is an expectation of that dignity. No, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, like, and I'm saying that if you want to bolster that in your husband, go do it. Let him practice it. Exactly. It's like I think I think it's it's so often it's oh well my husband said this, but 14 other people said this. The 14 other people are right, and I'm like that. Depending on the situation that. That may not actually be the case yeah. because there are, there are sincere times where the husband has information that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. And and let's be serious, nine times out of ten when a story is being told, it's being told one-sided, mm-hmm. which is the importance of having everybody in a room in the midst of disagreement or conflict. But from there, it's like you need to realize that God hasn't given those 14 other people to steward your soul. Mm-hmm. Your soul. Mm-hmm. It's like you go grab R.C. Sproul. That's probably fine. R.C. Sproul's not going to give an answer for you at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the elders of your congregation will. And it's a very same sense where if you have a husband that's been given to you by God, it makes perfect sense that you depend on him and that you lean on him the very same way that a husband is to lean on and to depend on his wife. I expect no one else to do the, to have the responsibility or do it as well yeah. as Beth does in stewarding my own household. I was thinking about that today uh, because um, Samuel say, Samuel C. Yeah, I know Samuel. Uh, no, we're pals. Uh, he like tweeted words. today. It's not what I was. It's doing. like straight scripture, <laughs> but it's like the wife's the wife's body belongs to the husband. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like you read that, and I was thinking about how like someone not of our persuasion would read that and just be disgusted, but mm-hmm. like Paul keeps going, and he says, "And the husband's body belongs to the wife." Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about how like how glorious that is, right? Mm-hmm. To, 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 to see that we belong to one another. And I think, obviously, that's talking about the body, but I think spiritually, right, that mm-hmm. understanding that we belong to one another mm-hmm. and we, you know, in some sense, like we we are there kind of like working as a team. I think it's mm-hmm. just a super cool picture. Yeah, so you, you made a comment that the conversation is often told one-sided and the husband has just a deeper visibility, right? Right, absolutely. Sides. So in a, in a podcast often it's one-sided, right? And so the whole time we're having this conversation, yeah. I just want to make sure that we cover both sides of the conversation because I think we would all agree that there is great value in the wife's wisdom. Without, without yeah, question. I, I, of course. Yes, of course. So <laughs> That's I, what I was trying to get at just now. Yeah, so, so, you know, so it's not like a... It's not making decisions in a vacuum. Of course. No, right. No. And I think that is the danger, right? I think the danger of... 
of you can call it complementarianism or whatever. The danger is when you swing the pendulum too far mm-hmm. yeah. and you become the man who can't be told anything by a woman, including the woman that you have covenanted your mm-hmm. life with. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, like humility is out the window. That's mm-hmm. pride mm-hmm. and like gross pride <laughs> and will lead down bad roads. So I have a, I had a situation in my family and I had all of the, all of the facts at my disposal. Right. And uh, one of my children was asking me, like, hey, what should I do in this situation? And would I grant, would I grant uh, approval to move forward in this situation? And I'll spare you the details because it's obviously. By that, you mean you'll give them to us later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's interesting because I had, I had assessed the situation and had arrived at a decision and had had some dialogue with about this situation with one of my children. And I felt, I felt, I felt um, like I like I needed to share that with Ju- with Julie. Yeah, you know? it's mm-hmm. like I needed to unpack this. I needed to hear. I needed to watch her while she heard my words. Oh, of I what I like had, that. you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, and like, absolutely. And then at the end of this, you know, long assessment, I looked at her and I said, "What would you do?" Yeah. And she said, "I don't know. Like, I I think you've made a good decision. Um, we'll just leave it at that." And I was like, no, 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 like independent of me, like you can disagree with me. Like what, what would you do? She's yeah. like, I, I think you're, you know, I think you're fine. I think you're fine in your assessment. And so it, it came to light that um, she had run into you, Lawson. Oh yeah. And had yeah. broke down this entire situation yeah. and said, was like, you know, what, what I know, would you I know do? what it is now. Yeah. 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 And Lawson was like, yeah, he's dead on. Yeah. Like, that's that's the path. That's the decision. So I get home a couple of days later, and she's like, hey, I communicated on your behalf yeah. to this individual. Yeah. And you talk about, like, the depth of love yeah. and satisfaction that mm. I had communicated my position. Yeah. She had independently of, of mm. me, right, assessed the situation, arrived at it, and then communicated authoritatively into it and you talk about you know just the way uh and, and julie and i are, are not the model of, of health we do not have a recipe for, for perfection i just give that one example just for say, chicken cheese and rice yeah, <laughs> sorry i just give that one example of i think that's a beautiful like description of a, a healthy way yeah. in which mm-hmm. She's giving space to me to assess and make the decision at the same time, agreeing with me. But she happened to in, in a in a public setting with Lawson. What what do you think about this? Gain, you know, gained approval. You know, it was like, yeah, that's dead on. And then went and communicated yeah. as well. I just think like that to me is like uh, that's an honoring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an honoring description of like I think how how a husband is. Um, to be treated and how the husband is to treat his wife and that it's not a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I always fear. The phrasing I always use is tyrannical rule over loving leadership. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think there is a natural disposition. It's like, it's both and right. You kind of have natural dispositions or maybe I should say carnal dispositions in both men and women. And one of the, one of the carnal dispositions is men is to be tyrannically ruling. Mm -hmm. And, And in doing so, abandon all the principles that Christ has taught mm, yeah. by not loving your wife like Christ loves the church. But then secondarily, you, you cut the legs out from under you. Like the reality is you cut the legs out from under you because the scripture is really, really clear. Like there's a, there's some like new debate over the term help meet. 
I'm going to be clinging to it. Um, but the basic premise is that the wife is given to be a helpmate. If you aren't, and, and I do not mean this in a derogatory way. I mean this in the most honoring way possible. If you are not utilizing your helpmate, you're an idiot. Mm. Like I don't, mm. I don't have a firmer way to say that mm. because the reality is like God's given her to you in the exact same way that we're saying wives, like God gave you a husband, mm-hmm. utilize the office that God put them in in the very same way. If God gave you a wife, like don't ignore the wisdom that comes from her. Don't don't pawn out. Um, like, I'll be careful there. Um, don't don't throw away what she has been placed in your life for mm. for for something secondary. Like, I, same like you've heard the phrase. I don't deal with this, but you've heard the phrase like work husbands and such. Mm-hmm. That, yes, God forbid that. Right. Like, yeah. if you if you have a work spouse, burn that. Like right. that that's not what we're what we're looking at here. We're saying there's a real dependence upon and a as you mentioned earlier, Blake, a a mutual dependence one on another for the good of everyone around you, right? For the good of your own soul and the good of your children. And I would even go to the extent of saying the good of your church. Um Well, I mean, the love that is depicted of husbands is service. Yeah, I know you're and absolutely. So like, yeah. How how ridiculous would it be to not hear out our wives on how they think it would best be best for us to serve them? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just yeah, <laughs> they're a resource. Like, what do right. you mean? <laughs> you know, and, and and in that, there's times there's times where the answer is, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Right? right? No, like, but yeah. Those, but those, I find that those are far and few between. Of course, yeah, like like so. there there are times where, and, and I think sometimes we make exceptions rules, and it's like, no, 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 the exception proves the rule. It's very difficult. Like, I can't, I can think of very few times where Beth has said to me, I need this and my immediate reaction was no mm. instead it, it's it's a rare 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 occasion and normally it's in the midst of great difficulty or there's something very heavy before us that must be done mm-hmm. and it's like it makes sense that there's trepidation there mm. but that doesn't mean that we don't take the step mm. right like no we must go do this because we're commanded to and it's good and it's right and so I think there's a means by which we cover. And I think men are, are called to cover their, their wife and protect them and to nurture them and to see them flourish. And in the very same way, though, though different in execution, it's the wife's responsibility to do that. Not, not in the covering sense. I'm not going to invert 1 Corinthians 11, but it is a sense where she honors her head by the way that she cares for all that she has responsibility and an honoring of him. I think that's the spirit in which Sarah, Peter's writing, yeah, Sarah yeah, called yeah. Abraham Lord. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. definitely, I, I mean, we can get into office and debate and headship, and yes, of course, I would uphold all those things. But in the end, I think she's bestowing that title on him out of love and affection mm-hmm. because he was a servant leader, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a text that dates back to September oh the sixth. Goodness, when? Yeah, what this, year? What year? This past year, okay, twenty twenty two. It says, "I would like to hear the men address a man's responsibility to lead his family to the best possible church for his wife and family." Oh, okay. Ready? Yeah. When a family is going to a church where the wife isn't being properly attended to spiritually, but the husband wants to go there, also talk about. The times when a man would decide to keep his family at a church if there were better churches available or if his family wasn't being taught adequately. There's a, there's there was multiple questions. Did there. you text that person back or you just said 
This hold is on, uh, I, rem- I remember this. <laughs> you said, I remember hold on, this. We'll do a podcast right, one day. Yeah, I think the, I did. Give me the I, first I text back. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Noted. You're the <laughs> no worst. Way, that's You're it. the worst. That's it. We are literally oh, like, I didn't even put Dooley. This is. Yeah. I didn't even put Dooley. <laughs> All right. Will you do the first question? There was like a series right, of three. Go. I would like to hear the men address a man's responsibility to lead his family to the best possible, possible church for his wife. All right. I want to give I want to give one piece of 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 what I believe to be really crucial advice. Is this common sense is in this church. Common sense? I think it actually is common sense, yeah. but it's common sense that's often. Um, what's the word? What uh, my mom always uses this terminology. Um, where huh? No, no. <laughs> uh, it's like when you're trying to decide something, but the fact that there's so many options, it like disables oh, paralysis you. By decision analysis. Yes, paralysis? Yes, analysis oh. paralysis is what my mom calls paralysis it. Analysis by analysis. She calls it yeah. what? Analysis paralysis. Or decision fatigue. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably yeah. So first, make the decision. Hmm. Like. If there was one thing that I could look at any man who's trying to make a decision on where they're going to church, the answer is make a decision. And I, and I have said that a number of times in the last five years. It's like, I don't care where you land. Make the decision. Because mm-hmm. if you won't make the decision, you aren't permitting your wife to plant roots. Yep. The reality yeah. is you're just not. Yeah. And so the moment you make that decision, and I have seen this so many times in the last five years, the moment they make that decision something changes in the mind of both the wife and the children that say, all right, got it. This is where I'm going to be. And all of a sudden you see roots really go down mm-hmm. uh, because they don't feel like their investment's going to be wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to the question, the responsibility was go back. I'd like to again. hear the man address a man's responsibility to lead his family to the best possible church for his wife and family. Okay. And then in quotes or parentheses, when a family is going to a church where the wife isn't being properly attended to spiritually, but the husband wants to go there. Well, so that's kind of like one of those. I must make an assumption okay. that if the wife is not being appropriately attended to, then there must be a very real sense in which the man is not being appropriately attended to. Right. Hmm. Well, if you're not being fed in a local congregation, my encouragement to you is to get out. Can I? Can I? You yeah, can buffer if you like. No, I would like you to agree with me. you. I think that when you say the word "fed," there is an assumption That's from a lot of people that like John Piper has to be in the pulpit. Does that make sense? Like a mm-hmm. good preacher, mm-hmm. and I think the feeding I have come to believe through Mercy Hill that the feeding is is about more than whoever's up there teaching on Sunday. And it's also about the community mm. that lives around that word mm. together. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I, so I, I agree completely. But <sighs> this guy, I really do. I really do agree with no, you. I, I know. But I think there is, <laughs> there, is a, there is a clear outworking of pulpit into community. Agreed. But and I'm I, saying it doesn't have to be like, the preacher doesn't have to be like blow your socks off. No, 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 no. He has to be faithful. I've just heard a lot of people over the years be like, well, I just feel like we're not getting fed. And it's like, yeah, because it's not an hour long conference sermon. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's a lot of preachers have been thrown out of churches because of that spirit. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I was trying to be careful. As good as the last guy, get him out of here. I'm not saying like, like, he's preaching the Bible. What's wrong with it? I don't know. We just don't like it. That counts as being fed. Yeah. Like, like he doesn't use enough illustrations of bad statement or if he doesn't deliver an appropriate heat. What I'm saying is fed is feed my sheep. The reality of that is 
put the word of God before the people. I of God. agree with you, brother. Okay. That's just a loaded term. No, I, I get what you're okay. saying. Make sure your rubric is as appropriate. Yeah, of course. And I agree with you completely. The community matters. Yeah. The one thing I'd say is there's a great danger when you start to assess the community. And here's the danger. You walk into a church that oh, you're yeah. visiting on the outside. No one should pretend like you're not walking in on the outside. Yeah. Right. And so part of that, it, the assessment of the community does take time. And normally everyone's first assessment of every community is I just really couldn't get connected. Like I, I, it doesn't matter where you are. I think that's the most normative, like interpretation. But as you, as you stay, the question is, am I, am I being brought in or am I being pushed out? Yeah. And so it's. I agree. I agree. Both end. So can I play the other side of the coin? Yeah, too? play the other side. Let's fight. No, no, no. This just. No, gives. I want to fight. No, I'm not going to fight you. So he's wearing a dress shirt. That's right. So I'm get it. Wrinkled. It's hot. So it's is like, it hot know, in here? Yeah, it is hot. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you know the, the 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 whole ownership is put on the man. All right, this particular example is the man's not leading or, or the responsibility is with the man, yeah. right? Yeah. But I, I also think, what if a man is ready to move and the woman is not ready to go? Mm -hmm. Because this is the other side of this. Yeah. which you is know, real. It is real. I lived through it. I know. I was... I was, I was thinking about this yeah, being so, real yeah so julie and i uh lawson comes over to the house in probably early 17 and, ev and eventually julie reached the point of brilliance yes and i was yeah. like hey why don't you come over you can give i'll cook you uh pork, pork chops and the sweet potato apple and Ab beet yep. medley I that i yep. love in the fall oh wow i remember yeah you and talking like, about that recipe yeah, yep, so man. i was like come over and you can practice your pitch you can give the mercy hill <laughs> spiel okay because I was like... Meanwhile, know, he was trying to manipulate his in wife. In 2021, yeah, Lawson yeah. learned how to spell spiel. Right. <laughs> I did. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> in a text thread. Yes. All right. Anyway. All right. So <laughs> he comes over, gives the pitch, had a lovely meal. He drove away in a Mercedes Benz. That's Stop. a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he was big blinging, church planting. That's why Julie said no. That's right. <laughs> So they leave, and Julie was like, all of a sudden the door shuts. You know, it's like scene change. The lights dim. She looks at me, and she's like, what was that all about? And I was like, I don't know. I just think that young man, that, that lovely couple needs some practice. Uh, you know, giving the, giving the talk, you know. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'm very happy where we're at. Mm. And I was like, oh, I was crushed. I was like, okay. So I didn't say another word about it. And just quietly... You know, it was like, you know, the Lord will work this out. <laughs> so probably a couple of months later, I was ended up, I'll make a long story short, ended up was um, placed in a position of leadership at that church. Wonderful church. Love that church. And it was, it was to me a sense of peace over my soul. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of my life, I, I think I, I've, not over spiritualized things, but tried to read the stars and all of this. Yeah, and mm. it's like I think so much is like what Paul captures in his words that there is a door wide open, mm. and they're going to go through it. Yeah, and I think the same way is like I looked at that particular situation and like, okay, the Lord has provided. You know, this gives me stability in my decision to stay. And shortly thereafter, uh, she said, "I'm my heart's been moved." 
Like, and we would occasionally come over and visit. And I was still I like, very much involved from, you know, the accounting and the financial aspect and all of that of mm-hmm. helping him get, because of my position at the uh, sending church. And I just remember like when she arrived at that decision, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm in a, not a contract by any means, but yeah, a but... three-year agreement. Uh, to serve in this capacity for mm-hmm. this particular body, and I I could not get really comfortable. I said, you know, I I called Lawson. I remember that. I remember being at work in the parking garage in my car and called him and was like, "So Julie's ready to go, and I think what I'm going to have to come to grips with is I'll be there January of I don't know twenty. Nah, bro, twenty one. Twenty one. I was like, that's the deal. And he was like, wow, okay, well, I'm happy and sad all at the same time. Yeah, it was, it was, this was, was like, a waste of phone call in my brain. <laughs> and so I hung up. And so anyways, as the story progresses, right, there were some things that changed. Uh, senior pastor left, and I really felt like I had been given an opportunity through circumstances to be like, okay, this is a wholesale change. This is an opportunity for me to bow out and to move. And I guess that was in December of 2018. Nah, bro. Was it 2018? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a year after Mercy Hill started? Yep. No. no. Yes, we, brother. Yes. We moved into the new building in 2018. I know. It's 2017. You were already a member. No, you, you're you right. Launched in November 2017. I came oh, I'm wrong. December okay, cool. 18, yeah. and I think we joined December 18. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> but you came some before that. Yeah. Yes, we yeah, were yeah. visiting, yeah. And, and obviously our hearts were here, and so we were working through a transition plan well before December 18. It was probably July of 18 yeah. is when all of that really began to shake out. So I wanted to tell that story and be like, okay, this, am I in the wrong for not like immediately, let's just say June of 17, Lawson leaves after having pork chops. Am I just supposed to look at my wife and say, pack the bags up, we're leaving? No, uh, yeah. Yeah. But there's a huge difference between moving your family from a church that is horrendously unhealthy, right? That's fair. Yeah, like like if, if you were Mormons, Yes, you would have been in the wrong, right? Yes, it's like, pack yes, it up, yes. let's go. Or if you were in a church that was just like abusive in nature or something like that, but you were in a good church, right? Yes. And so like in moving from there to here, I don't think that you have to, I don't think the dogmatics are necessary there. Now, the one thing I'd say is if you saw your wife and children being harmed by the teaching of that church, Mm. which I know who sent you this message. Mm-hmm. And so like if if you saw if you saw that they were being harmed, that they were being wounded by those things or that doctrines were being built in their soul that would have to come down later, I think that's where you say accountability for an executive decision. Yes, yeah, like I've, I I can't permit my family to sit in this knowing that it's going to create strongholds that that's going to harm that are going to harm them for a long long time. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you if I would have been if I could, if I could go back and do something different for, um, like to to love my wife well, mm-hmm. like when she was younger, I would have pulled her from the church she was in, mm. um, and that's not, but it's because like there's there was teaching there, and like uh, J.C. Ryle has a quote in his book Holiness, um, I think it's in his book Holiness, which is uh, the bad teaching is the slow dripping of poison into the well, mm. the the concept that that like the idea that that's not going to have lasting effect is foolish. Mm. It will have lasting effect, and so I think 
if you're in a if you're in a church that's doing harm to your family and you know that it's going to be something that you have to rebuild if you're after every sermon you're having to close the car door reach back and say none of that was right let's unpack this yeah like, like that, why are you going at that point yeah yeah you shouldn't yeah at that point it would it's be like, better to not go yeah at that point pick them up and let's get out of here for the, for, for the sake of their soul yeah it says also talk about the times when a man would decide to keep his family at a church if there were better churches available or if his family wasn't being taught adequately so i think i feel like we've covered the wasn't being taught adequately Let's talk about, and maybe my story encapsulates this. I think so. I mean, I think there's always a better church available. Not, I mean, not literally always. Right, right, right. But you can look at it a bunch of different ways. I mean, there's always going to be something that might be there's a little always, better, might yeah. have a little bit more your liking of blank or blank, right? Right. And so, like, I think what we talked about last week was a super helpful paradigm that Lawson brought up was like, you know, if the Lord has brought us to this place and it is a healthy place, then let us trust that mm -hmm. in his sovereignty, he brought us here because there was work for us to do here. Mm. Yeah. I think most of the time, the statement is not that there's a better church. I think it's, they have the better preacher. They have the better children's program. Yeah. They have something for the youth. Like, I think it normally works itself out, not in the whole, but in the minutia of preference. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, look, I, I can gladly recommend to you a number of healthy churches in DeSoto County. Like, I have absolutely no problem doing that. Um, and in doing that, I, I don't feel like I'm doing a disservice to Mercy Hill or a disservice to anyone else. I think I'm trusting that the Spirit of God will will lead people and Christ builds His church. But my my hesitation is always, like, if we begin to play that this church is better than another church, normally it is based upon preference. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, assuming that it is a biblical church, yeah, right? of course. And so, like, I think, again, bad teaching is one thing. Um, people who, one of the things that would be a red flag for me is if I went to a church somewhere, the sermon ended in, in 36 seconds, the whole building's empty. <laughs> mm -mm, I'm out, right? Like, those, that, type, that shows a lack of health. But, but the preferences of youth or children or something like that, that's where I... I'd be careful to play the game of is it better or is it does it just meet particular preferences? Yeah, so for me, I think the motivation for me, what was moving me, was doctrinal precision, fair, and the opportunity to be mutually edified, fair, giving impacting by giving of my talent, yeah, as well as being edified by just that 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 close you know from from yeah. what you get from doctrinal precision yeah as well as like that community to what mm -hmm. you were talking about blake and i think for me in the midst of that decision i could be slow and patient you know and and steadfast and resolved in my decision like yeah. that's what i wanted but i also could cater to those around me because those things, I don't know, those things in my mind, they're better and they're good, and I wanted to see them come to pass and come to fruition in the life of my family mm -hmm. and to be here, but yet it wasn't something that gave me the executive order. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of it, just, is, it didn't give you permission to say, this is, this is what yeah, we must yeah. do. Yeah, because yeah. I think you were living with your wife in an understanding way. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. what it was. And I was like, why is she slow? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't looking at her and saying, 
well, she's dead wrong. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like, okay. To understand. You're not here yet. That's okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. You're, a, you're my helpmate. Like, yeah. why are you slow? Yeah. And so maybe I'm a bit fast. And when the mm-hmm. Lord provided yeah. those set of circumstances, it really gave me like peace in my soul to be like, you know what? Like, she was right. <laughs> and in hindsight, like it, that, that was actually additional time that provided such personal learning in my life yeah, yeah, around sure. church planting and things mm-hmm. like it made me a better a, a better it brought you here servant. in the appropriate way and yes. i think that's yeah um so not everything has to be always like you know what i'm saying like i think so yeah. much of life like we look through the lens of like i don't know negativity like you know yeah. like casting blame or whatever and so i just think circumstantially i don't know i think it's helpful and healthy to think through those things mm. in in the light of god's providence yeah, I mean, I think even even the story in and of itself. I, I think kind of going back to the to the whole spiel that we've walked through. How do you spell it? S P I E L. There you go. Um, looking know. at the whole spiel is, I think what you have there is a is a husband right who is honoring and caring for his wife with a goal of seeing her flourish, knowing that she's not in danger, right? The and and having a desire to see her come along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and patience essentially is is obviously virtuous in this situation, mm-hmm. right? I think it's easy to kick the door down. I think it's easy for men to kick the door down and realize yeah, after we're the, problem solvers. Yeah, you know? after you kick the door down, you're like, ooh, that one should have stayed up. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, like, if I were if I were to maybe grab all of this, I think it's really easy for men to either kick the door down or demonstrate perfect passivity. Right. Mm-hmm. And like both of those are ungodly, mm-hmm. like kicking the door down or being tyrannical is, 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 is ungodly. And, and I mean, I, I don't think this goes in the same category that that is not me saying be, being decisive is ungodly being decisive. I would actually say is an expression of godliness. Like yeah. it's not, it's not chaos. It's not indecision. It's no, I've considered this is the route we're going to take. And I believe God will bless this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other one is I'm just going to be passive and I'm going to let my wife lead. Um, I tell young men who are about to get married, if you want to create a firestorm for your elders, be a passive husband because mm. you'll create a firestorm for us because you're going to have a, a woman who's ruling your house altogether while you're doing nothing. And the whole reality is it's not that you aren't leading. Don't, don't ever be fooled, husbands. To, to adopt the idea that you aren't leading, you are, you're just leading poorly. Mm. And in the midst of that, what you're doing is you're creating a situation for other, for, I mean, the reality is you're creating a situation for other men in this situation to come alongside your wife and, and pastor her or to oftentimes be a surrogate voice that that's not our responsibility, mm. right? Like we're glad to be her pastor. We're not called to be her husband. Mm. That's your responsibility. Step up and be a man. Um, and so in doing so, that is step up, lead, lead by loving, caring for her, desiring to see her flourish, and at the very same time, be a constraining voice in each other's lives. Mm. Like I, um, I don't know why this is a dangerous thing to say, but it apparently is. It is perfectly reasonable and right for a husband to look at his wife and say, no love, that's sin. Mm. That's perfectly reasonable and right. And the um, other way around. I was getting there. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> We've done this this Let me, episode. don't, don't, don't jump on me yet. <laughs> Two sides. And cool. so, but, I but, agree with you, but. But, but, I, but, but, no, 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 no. But here's the reality. There's one that's undermined. 
Yeah, okay. Fair. This this is an undermined reality, and it's and it's it's ungodly, and it creates an ungodly society. It is appropriate for men to be able to look at their wives and say, "This is sinful," right? Whether that be you know sins sins common to women or sins common in general, it's like no, that needs to be constrained. That needs to be put to death. That's a godly expression of being a, a faithful husband. It does go both ways, right? It is perfectly appropriate for my wife to look at me, and she has and does often, and say, "Ooh, that was really gross." Mm. Um, and nor and that's that's everything from past sins that I have waged war on, or to a, a comment that comes out of my mouth, or something like that. That's just like that's an expression of ungodliness. We don't do that here, mm-hmm. and that that mutual call, like of of like. Women, sh- wives, you should not be upset when your husband calls you on your sin. You shouldn't be. Husbands, you should not be upset when your wife tells you that you're in sin on a particular issue. God's given marriage for the purpose of sanctification. It mm. is a pressure cooker of sanctification. If you want to eliminate that purpose, remove the ability for your wife or your husband to correct you. Mm. Like, why Why do that? We, mm. we love sanctification here, don't we? Like, we want to be conformed to the image of Christ. That means the people closest to me must be people who can say, uh, that's sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care what the expression is. It's got to yeah. be able to be corrected. So in conclusion... Uh, oh, I'll, I'll have something else to okay. say. Can I say it? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, you know, the thing we're going to get in the comments <laughs> is... We have comments? A, in the replies. Gotcha. What about the singles? And I think that there's a really helpful way for us to think about this for our single brothers and sisters, which is that like all of the things that we just said, look for that in a spouse. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that kind of like, if you're in the moment of singleness and you would desire marriage, Mm. then look for ladies, look for a decisive man, Mm. someone who is full of wisdom and willing to, to make decisions. Look for men, Look for, you know, like a woman who is, who is, you know, ready to serve and to, you know what I mean? I just think mm-hmm. that there's like, yeah. there's wisdom here if you're at the end of this episode and you're like, yeah. I just wasted an hour because I'm not married. You didn't. turned it off though. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, well, put this I, at the beginning. If I were, if I were, to, so if I were to sum that up, it would be the uh, wives you need to look at men and you like if or not wives sorry if you're single and you're looking at a man and you're thinking to yourself is this a candidate for for a husband you need to ask yourself the question would I be glad hearted to submit to him for my whole life yeah if you're not going to be glad hearted to submit to him your whole life that does not mean that you're going to be in agreement with every decision that he makes it's that you believe that he will love you and care for you well he's not a finished product either yeah, let's of say, course it doesn't not. mean that he's he's yeah. not what he's going to be either no no, no exactly like, but goodness bro but like, I, no no yeah, obviously like, obviously we're giving yeah. room for maturity but i'm yeah. saying there are qualities in a man that demonstrates him to be a godly man yeah certainly a godly man at 21 a godly man at 40 regardless it's that you know that he's going to love you mm-hmm. and that you will, because of that alone, you'll say, I'll gladly submit to him. Mm-hmm. I know that he's not going to be a tyrant. I know he's going to love me like Christ loves the church. And in the midst of that, you say, I'll gladly submit to him. In the very same way, husbands when you're, or men, when you're looking for a, a, a wife, like you, you should ask the question, will she dignify um, will she dignify and will she encourage my leadership or will she make it an aim to undermine it? Mm. Like I see this all the time. 
where where ladies will get married and they loved the guy before they got married and then all of a sudden they get married and what is the first thing covetousness does hmm. makes you hate what you have yeah hmm. and the goal and the purpose then yeah, is i'm going to undermine and undermine dysfunctional marriage also makes both parties not beautiful oh uh, we affirm hmm. yeah hmm. they're just ugly through and through yeah like I, when a woman wants to lead and the yeah. man wants to give away his duties, like we think yeah. we're doing something and it's temptation to sin. Yeah. And it, it's just uh, when it full birth, it's just ugly. Yeah. I tell people, I tell Beth all the time, like I, you say people are allergic to prosperity, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like, like, like I feel this on a real level. It's like, sometimes I think people are just allergic to 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 health and relationships. Sin nature, Lawson. But I, but I mean, like you think about this. Think about this, there's no difference, right? There's there really is no difference in in relationship. It doesn't matter where you find it. If you're quick to repent and you're quick to forgive, you will probably have a really good relationship. Yeah, and hard to offend. It. And hard to offend. Yeah. Like I think it. on a regular basis about the last time Beth offended me. I cannot tell you the last time Beth offended me. Mm. Like I just. You know, I can tell you the last time Dad. you offended me. I can, Don, I can tell you the last time you offended well, it's me. it was today. It was like an hour and a half ago. Um, but <laughs> it's not agree. fair. But, it, but, but, you, but you see how essentially just functioning as a Christian in the world and in your relationships will essentially bolster health. Mm. And, and don't, don't be allergic to prosperity. Do what God mm. says yeah. and live a wonderful life. Yeah. Mm. I just want people to be, be happy, peace. man. Like, I know that sounds crazy. Like, peace and happiness. Pastorally, I just want people to be happy in their marriages. Like, if I could, if I could snap my fingers and make one thing happen, <laughs> it's just like, y'all... Y'all are all glowing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, obey, obey God's design and do it and be happy. Yeah. Mm. And so often, the only thing that's keeping you from enjoying your marriage is your own sin. Yeah. Mm. Stop living in a perpetual state of Lawson's last Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's right. All right, that's a wrap. Guys, right, we need a Bible verse. We missed an opportunity. Wow. For common sense, sins, and cents. We could have talked about marital money. Marital money? Cents. Oh, that's true, bro. Sorry. I'll that let you that without me. Right. Gosh. Though so Don, in conclusion, yeah, Don fixed my budget. So in conclusion, we need a Bible verse. That's you said easy. you had Give me some. a Bible verse. It's Ephesians 5, bro. Ephesians 5? No, you said you had one in First well, Peter. Well, I just said where the spirit of the conversation was going to be just around. Just do Ephesians 5. Brother, why are you trying to get out of here? Because it's six. Yeah. Where okay. Protestant Grace lives at six o'clock. Sorry, my hands are sticky. I'm also it's sweaty. It's hot, it is. Here. It is hot in here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> All of it? Just, you know what to read. So in conclusion, Blake has a Bible verse. It's a lot of Bible verses. Just give me like one. Don't do one. <laughs> it's hard. You can't yeah, do yeah, that. Bible verse. Um, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So in conclusion, I'd like to thank my fellow elders, Lawson Harlow and Blake McCullough for the time spent today. Fellas... Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, you you could have you missed the opportunity to say, I'm glad y'all are my work husbands. I'm glad that y'all are my work husbands. <laughs> my brothers and my friends. Godspeed. Uh-oh. Can Lean we move, on me. Can we move the? Uh, can we move when this stuff? When you're not strong, brother, why are you bothered? It's bothering me. And I'll me. be right, your friend.
I'll help you carry on. So on your brother when you need a friend. I think it's hand. Is, is it, it hand? when you need a friend? Or is it a hand? Call on your brother when you need a hand? I mean, a friend is kind of the same thing. Your friend has two hands, probably. <laughs> we, yeah. Can you imagine? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I want to think about this podcast existing in 20 years. <laughs> can't. Where you're, where you're 63, <laughs> 62, and I'm, I'm 52. You're 20 years from now? Yeah. 47, 48. 48. And you're wrinkly. Wrinkly. Julie says I'm not going to wrinkle because I have my mom's skin. Maybe. I see a lot of wrinkles up here. Those are creases. I mean, and Don's bald, so he could kind of like maybe, I don't know, just like pull it back, tape it down. (laughs) Slice it open, draw it back. (laughs) Uh, Pinch it. Like put a banana clip on my skin like it's hair. A chip uh, clip. Yes. <laughs> What's that dude walking around? That's straight out of Batman. That's the Joker right there. <laughs> Anyways, what would that podcast be like? I, I imagine it would be just like this, but somehow it'd have to be somehow with a deeper level of maturity. I don't have even to know be how posted on Elonosphere because he'll probably only in that's real. That's real. <laughs> I wonder if, if he, we'll have internet in this building by then. So, like, if if it <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If the dispensationalists are right. <laughs> And Elon Musk is the Antichrist. I'm gonna be really sad. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be really sad. That'd be a bad script. I know it. 